Welcome back to Desert Island Dictator. Uh, this week, my guest is the fantastic comedian Sam Lake. Um, I had a hell of a lot of fun recording this episode, so I really do hope you enjoy listening to it. Hello, happy to be here. Well, that is the most happy anyone has ever sounded to be on my <laughs> my podcast. I'm just a happy, joyful person. Mm. Yeah, Sam Lake is a happy, joyful person. Um, he's a stand-up comedian. He's also the host of the... I can't remember the name of your podcast. You're just going to have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you be honest about that and not try and guess. Um, it's called I've Had a Rosé, Let's Talk About Feelings with Sam Lake. Yeah, and we are going to have some, I'm going to drink some tap water and talk about Sam's Island. Where would you say you're at comedically? What, you're a stand-up? Do you do, do any other? What kind of, do you do anything else? you just just straight stand-up. I'm a one-trick pony. Yeah, one-trick <laughs> uh, pony on the podcast. <laughs> I, um, I uh, well, I guess mostly stand-up. And then... Yeah, I think like lots of comedians, I've dabbled in other things over yeah. the course of the lockdown. I started a TikTok and I'm not proud of it. So, um, did, so did I. Follow you on TikTok, mate. Follow. Do you? See, yeah, I don't even do. know who follows me because I get, I get, I get such little attention. I assume no one. Um, but there's nothing worse than a 29 year old gay trying to understand what Gen Z gays find amusing, it's- and then. It's it's I'll I'll tell you it's um it's it's um it's it's cock. They really love just like cock in just... thinly veiled by a, a sheet of grey sweatpants. We all and that's know, it. We all enjoy cock, but they've yeah, really, really lent into yeah. they've all they've really lent into that as an overall, you know, yeah. That's the that's what we're into. And it's i i love the let's not shame sex work and let's all start an only fans but there are a lot of only fans yeah uh so because about six months and uh, you know it's not it's not whenever you're listening to this podcast and i hope you're a future fan listening to all the back episodes <laughs> uh we are still very much in the throes of the pandemic at this point. And I, I, I think that the OnlyFans exponential growth obviously has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of people are at home and also jobless. But yeah, fucking hell. Even I know. With, even with that, like, if you were to tell, like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a sort of, oh, when I was around here, this was all fields, bloody, you know, I, I don't want to <laughs> sound like a prude because yeah. I don't feel like I'm a prude. Like, I'm 31, I'm not, but like <laughs> the sheer 
it's just that if you were to tell me, oh, in like eight years time, nearly everyone that you interact with online who's below the age of 25 will take explicit photographs of themselves and sell them. Yeah. It, it's I, not... I'd be like, oh, it, I don't And it's know. not just... <laughs> It's not just on OnlyFans either, because like the trendy thing to do is you start on OnlyFans, but then to promote your OnlyFans, you use social media, but you don't want to use your normal Twitter. That would be no good. So you start an mm. alt and they go like, oh, follow my alt. And that's right. where I put like all of the lewd stuff. It's fascinating because like Twitter is far more like, even though like, I guess it hides like more questionable content. Mm. I would, I would. I'd be horrified if even just like a small patch of my bottom found its way onto Twitter. So never mind like a whole gaping chasm. I sublet a room once to a man who is part of a society called the Melbourne Rubbermen, right? And I follow him on Twitter and every now and again, <laughs> like he will like, I'll just go on his, you know, whatever, you know, you see what he's up to. And he like, to be honest, he's, he's a good person to follow and see what he's up to because he has an amazing life. Like he lives, he's very rich and he jets out so all around the world. And he yeah. mostly, his main aim is to have as much chem sex as he possibly can. And like- Good his, for him. Yeah, like, fair, you know, he has a great time. He's honestly, he's a lovely man. He's very like good to chat to, but like he- yeah. Every now and again, I'll sort of look at, and then he'll sort of retweet someone, and I'll just, you know, out of curiosity, click their Twitter, and then you go on it, and it is just like their filters do not catch everything. It's very, yeah. it's very, and I'll, I'll just be like, <laughs> I'm in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's um, I I don't I don't I don't judge anyone for it. It's more just like the sheer volume. Yeah, you know they. They used to say, oh, well, kids these days, they just want to grow up to become influencers. And now I think there are more kids who grow up and be like, your porn is the perfectly accessible and legitimate career with chances for pro- progression. And yeah, it's 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 a lot to get used to. But... I don't have an opinion on it, which is weird, because I just don't think I... I don't know whether could... it's bad or not. I don't think it I think is, you would... really. I think you, I think you can... Uh, not, I know I'm not going to make one, but then that doesn't yeah. mean that because I wouldn't make it that I think it would be a bad thing to do. It's just, it's just, it's just not for me. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what my niche would be. That's that's me in comedy too, though. I just like, I just, <laughs> I've been spending years doing this, not knowing my niches and that. Then I'll just go on. I'll be like, oh, maybe I can break OnlyFans, and I'll just be like a boring <laughs> middle of the road guy. Everyone be like, I've seen loads of you, mate. I don't need any more of you. <laughs> maybe if you do what you would do on OnlyFans on stage, and then do what you normally do on stage on OnlyFans, maybe that's the maybe that's the secret to your success. Yeah, mild whimsy. That is what <laughs> that's what they're looking for. That's what they want to pay. So, but the thing is, you've not been doing it. The thing is, it's been interesting to talk to you about this, but you've not been doing any of this stuff. Because the thing is, Sam, for the last three years, three years ago, you were marooned on a desert island. And we're on that desert I island, sh- you brought... <laughs> you were... I sure <laughs> keep, was. Keep, I sure, yeah, was. <laughs> sure. Keep the fantasy of this for just a second. We can be sidetracked as much as we want. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> you were marooned on a 
desert island three years ago. <laughs> you got married, you got engaged less than three years ago, didn't you? No, I got engaged 2018. You can, you're allowed to decide whether he's with you or not. <laughs> Let's say that he is not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As in, we're still together and everything, but like he's keeping he's keeping things like tight yeah. back home. That's, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's fair enough. You're marooned there, and you're allowed to bring as the uh, Radio Four show, which this is loosely derived from, but not based on in any way. BBC lawyers, <laughs> you brought a number of records mm-hmm. and a book. What records would you take on Desert Island Discs? Uh, Sugar Babe's Greatest Hits for sure. Yeah. Uh, because I think people always sleep on the sugar babes and then bam, there they are with DJ Spoonie bringing out another garage banger. Um, and uh, my, does it have to be an officially released record or can it be like a Spotify playlist I've made and then pressed onto a CD? Now you see, I think that the 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 trash, like long running, but ultimately trash Radio 4 series, Desert Island Discs would would do that because they need things that they can play on the radio but we on the podcasting pirate world can do whatever <laughs> the fuck we like so yes you can have a spotify playlist yippee kaye then i would uh, i would burn my eurovision hall of fame playlist onto a cd which features the i'm very i'm very like methodical about how i curate the list every year i add the top three songs like scoreboard wise and then i also add five songs that are just like my personal favorites and it goes back until mm, it definitely covers like 2010s noughties and then like it dabbles in like the other decades but yeah i press that get myself some katrina and the waves let love shine a light oh god she was on eurovision wasn't she yeah she sure was yep Did Eurovision happen this year? No, and that was a very low point for me. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, no, I, yeah, they, they're very, you'd be amazed when you watch Eurovision and you see like all of the nonsense that goes on to discover that actually the body that creates the Eurovision Song Contest are absolute sticklers for the rules. So all of the people who like, got into Eurovision this year, were told, sorry, we're not doing the contest this year because it's not safe. Um, and instead of like trying to postpone it or saying like, you can come back next year, they said, none of you can bring your songs ever again. As far as we're concerned, they're ineligible for the rest of time. And there were petitions and people <gasps> were like- That's <laughs> and, and That's so, so now, petty and cruel. It's to so add, harsh. Just to add it's to some- the- I know it's what? it's so it's it's such like it's an unprecedented time. So you think they would be like, oh, okay, let's see if we can like get everyone to like record their entries from home or something, or we'll stream them live or something like that. But they were like, no, it's too hard. Also, we're just going to piss on your dreams a little bit. But of all the they- events that they could have done remotely, it does actually seem to me like one of the ones they could e- most easily do. Yeah, someone decided that the magic of Eurovision is best enjoyed when we're all together. And if we can't do that, then it was very much like a, if you can't have it, 
then no one else can. And then they go on like a killing spree. So what's happening next year is a lot of the artists are coming back, but then as a form of protest, some of the artists who were selected and were told, if you want to compete next year, you're going to have to compete again with all of the plebs in your country. Um, They're like, ah, no, I can't be bothered. No, I I had my Eurovision year. I'm not coming back. How dare you? (laughs) So yeah, no, it didn't happen this year. And that was a very dark month. Yeah. (laughs) I think my darkest month is when I got coronavirus, but I imagine that it's roughly on the path. Okay, well, it's not a competition, (laughs) Jacob. Okay, you had a potentially life-threatening illness with long-term effects, and I lost three and a half to four hours of a nice Saturday evening. Coronavirus honestly wasn't even that bad. The thing is, I'd got over the, like, cosmic fear that my mortality was threatened by something I couldn't feel see hear or touch about three weeks before that so like when it happened i was like oh well i've already feared this now so i hadn't hadn't thought of the the virus as like day of the triffids or anything but yeah a little bit actually i guess um so yeah you got the best of the sugar babes you got your eurovision hall of fame do you want one more no don't need it just just that that you got you there with on on the island with your records and now yep. 3 years later you rule the island with an iron fist king sam lake lord sam what what was your what would your how would you like how would you be identified as as ruler mm. no, it would be a monarchy that i'd put in place but i don't think i like the idea of king at the moment mm. his, uh, his let's go or or maybe like their regalness because then if if i'm superseded by someone of a different gender then they don't have to change the title it's the same for everybody yeah so let's go for that it's like the royal we like it's the royal yes. they can be you know yeah. whatever they want to be exactly their regalness sam lake Ruler of the islands. Have you thought of a name for the islands? We can come up with one at any time. Uh. Oh, um, oh well. Now that I've said so much about Eurovision, it's got to, it's got to be something about that. Oh, I hope you're ready for this niche reference. Um, it's it's going to be the island of John Oller, and and <laughs> this is really stupid. It's a, it's called John Oller the island because he's the head of the EBU, but his full name is John Ola Sand, but spelt sand. So it's kind of a pun, but I can't be bothered to get from A to B. The island oh, is called John Ola. The island's called John can, Ola. And you can come and enjoy John Ola's sand. sand. <laughs> <laughs> what I really like about this is that your your obsession of Eurovision is actually really similar to some, to like other people's. So there's sort, of, sort of like blokes who just like, love sports but like love it to the point where they know everyone he's not just involved in the game but also the like administrative levels of their club they're like now the see the thing is when we kicked out the legal when we kicked out our <laughs> premium legal camp so that's where the problems really started to run in the merchant yes. in front you're like what, what is this i've had, I've had full conversations i've had full conversations at the pub where i'm i'm talking about eurovision they're talking about football but we do, neither of us know that they always talk about something different Oh, you see, the thing about Lithuania is they don't put the effort in between April and May. And that's where you've got to put your balls in the game. Um, I think that Eurovision, is, I, I, I like it because 
Um, unlike, and I would say that an advantage of Eurovision over organised football that is a, a recent advantage is that these days, um, because of the the, the the global dominance of of satellite TV and the fact that you can kind of watch any, and because of gambling, you can watch like like a second division Lithuanian club just on like the Betfred app mm. if you if you you know if you're into that, and like so nothing yeah. is really, and because of that that and. Whilst I might not watch that, all the like football managers who are it's their job to do watch it, and so as a result, the mm. game's kind of homogenized, nothing really surprises you. Whereas Eurovision is one of those things where like Ukraine could just like find this guy <laughs> and you don't you've never seen anything like you don't know what the hell yeah. this is, and they just get this uh-huh. guy from like a place and like put him on the stage, and you, you're like, you've not. Obviously, Eurovision has like a, a particular style um, that it's sort of that there's a kind of format mm-hmm. to the type of songs that are like Eurovisiony. But beyond that's it's such a that's such a loose yeah. mold. Like a- anything within that is to this, just <laughs> to this day, the Russian grannies still have no idea they even competed in Eurovision. They genuinely just thought they had turned up to bake pasties for everybody. And then they would ju- they just happened to sing a song whilst they bake pasties. And they were like, oh, t- what? Were we competing? I don't know where I am. <laughs> uh, they're all in the KGB. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so their regal is Sam Lake of John Olla Island. John, mm-hmm. that's a John, John Olland, John Olla Island. John Olla. John Olla. John Olla. Yeah. Jo- it's, it's like, it's like Sir Nevis. It's like, John Oller, you know, you say it as a single. Yeah, 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 John Oller. John Oller, yeah. Um, now, under your benevolent rule, a number of changes have taken place in the society of the island. And what I'd really like you yeah. to do is talk me through one of the rules that you've you've implemented. I would love to. Talking about John Oller's vast and and wonderful legislature is something I love to do. Oh, no. um, <laughs> um so first rule um no fat chicks no i'm just kidding um the (laughs) i just really wanted to say that Uh, i'm just gonna put that that's the episode title by the way that's the whole episode that's the first no first rule no fat chicks (laughs) (laughs) um no my first rule um everyone must pick one part of their body that they enjoy and everyone else on the island must accept that that body part on that person is nothing but spectacular oh yeah i can i can i can explain why yeah no tell me tell me that first and (laughs) so (laughs) i've i've done something that's quite beige during lockdown although i am proud that it's not like sourdough baking although i have no problem with that either i got really into um into the gym which just in case anyone's worried i'm in edinburgh right now where that is still allowed um and um i've i've become obsessed with like gains and getting stronger but also my but yeah just sick lifts you know i i i just bro out i do the benches i spot people um but i don't my body like 
doesn't change or anything. It's not like some transformation. I just enjoy the progress and everything. But there is something about doing a leg day. There is something about doing, just going to the gym and just busting out some deep squats that really tires out my legs. But then when I leave, I feel like an, an ache and everything in my legs and I ha- but I have to walk home. And in that moment, when I'm walking home, I can quite easily believe that I have the thickest, juiciest ass in the entire world. And if somebody came up to me and said, you have a really small bum, I'd be like, that's your opinion and how you see reality and how I see reality are two different things. So me and my thick ass are going to carry on walking, but thank you. Have a great day. And I think we need to do that for each other. So if somebody goes like, oh, I've got really nice, like bulging biceps, then you have no right to say, no, your biceps are shit. You just have to be like, sure, your biceps are great. Love them. Get a pump on. You go for it. And so everyone gets one body part they can say, and they they can pick whatever they like. And it also encourages people to find something about themselves that they like. And then everyone else on the island, it could just be like a greeting as you're walking by like, I don't know, Susan's coconut stall. It's how she earns her money. And if she's told everybody like, I think I have really nice ankles, then you would greet her with that. You'd say, Susan with the nice ankles, give me a coconut. And then it would just carry on for everybody like that. I do think you, it's a positive one. I think that's nice. Do you think that you could, do you think you could game it? Like, do you think you could sort of maybe choose something you actually don't like about yourself? Just hear it being complimented all day, every day. Absolutely. It Get two bites of the like, apple as well. Cause you'd be like, not only do you have this, but you have a nice, the thing that's actually nice about you. You're like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You could absolutely pick something that like you're maybe slightly more insecure about. And then everyone, but then everyone will just tell you like, nah, you, you're great. It could be that you're like, I don't know, do you like shorter? And then everyone will have to say, what are you talking about? You're the tallest person on Janola. Like there's yeah. nobody taller than you. Um, it, just, it's, a, it's a suspension of reality, but a positive one. I'm just going to get a box for you to stand on so you can be even taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, not that you need it. Not that you need it, but... <laughs> I'd, on that basis, I think I would go for jawline. I'd be like, what's happened to we my voice? Ha- <laughs> we would have to hire you as the island butcher because you could just slice a lovely bit of beef on that jaw. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I'd hope is that I'd also get a nice compliment about my actually good feature, hair. And then I'd be like, double whammy, there we go, bang. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Everything, everything above the neck is really just top quality. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Um, what would what what do you think your feature would be? Oh, d- d- nice, thick, juicy ass. Absolutely. The way that you um there with a slight D, I thought you were going to just say dick, and I was like, no. Well, that's the no. way this podcast's going. Fine, but I, I mean, just, if someone if wants you, that, you know, <laughs> if you want everyone on the island of Johnola to just greet you by saying like, "Great dick." Uh, then that's your prerogative, I suppose. But no, I think I'm going to continue on my journey of appreciating a thick ass and just have everyone greet me, greet greet my ass first, almost like it's a separate entity, and then greet me. So I'm an I'm also another sort of relatively rake thinnish sort of guy, and I also enjoy the gym and lockdown. Mm. I've been very bad with, but I've just moved to this flat where there's one like downstairs, so. 
I will go. That's the... Oh, that's so good. My only... Like, yeah. like, but going to the gym is not a lazy thing, but, but my relationship with the gym is defined by laziness. When the gym is easy to get to, I go. That's every place, a workplace I've lived that's like next yeah, yeah, door yeah. to one or down the road for one. I go all the time. When I don't live there, forget it. But like... Yes. The... I love... I like it because the gamey... I think it's quite gamified. Like, it's just something about, it's just something like, it's like compete, completing a computer game. You know, we've done the, like, the 12 kilo, you've done the 12 kilo um, dumbbells and then one week yeah, you can just yeah, do yeah, the 14 yeah. ones. You're like, that, and it's, the, the, the games are quite incremental. So it, you, you get them enough to feel, to get that kind of endorphin. Yeah, you feel like, like. Progressing. <laughs> um, it's like building, it's like building XP. Yeah, it, yeah. But I, again, like similarly, I always just like the legs bit is the good bit. Like they're the ones that you just have like the pro, like the squats and all the like stuff that makes you like, you know, you, you feel like you've been to the gym. Yeah. I think more than any other day. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, nothing says nothing says I had a good sesh. Then I can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was at this point that this conversation devolved into a discussion pretty much entirely squats based. So I decided to move it on. They can. This is a ta- <laughs> no, they're known for squatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going to pull out of this tangent, maybe edit it out of the episode. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. You know? Say what you feel yeah. and then maybe you can justify it. <laughs> um, also, so you, the, when I thought you were going to say nice dick, I did remember, uh, cycling back to earlier in our discussion about OnlyFans, this is another thing I've learned that quite a lot of girls do on OnlyFans, right? People who Hmm. subscribe to their OnlyFans, they pay them like $6 a month, whatever the fuck it is, depending on their... Actually, I think you can set your own prices. But anyway... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They then, some of them will do things where they're like, don't send us... You're not allowed to send me dick pics. But if you do, you need to pay me money and I'll rate your dick for money, which I... (laughs) is like i just can't because i like (laughs) i'm not saying i would ever do that but i know that there were times where i've been insecure enough to think about doing it you know like i know like 17 year old me would be looking at being like is that is that okay you know like i don't know is that normal is that yeah and i might (laughs) knowing that it's anonymous i might just think let's get into this transaction and yeah 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 but what if like what the do they do do you think they do it honestly i don't know like if you're paying me money to rate like i don't know i feel like if they're offering a dick rating service there must be some element of like i'm just doing this for a joke i don't know some men might want them to make fun of their dick because that's how they would get off yeah (laughs) roast my dick Tell tell me it's short and stubby, looks vaguely like an old man. Uh, I yeah, I think maybe you maybe they record a video where they describe it in a way that you would enjoy, perhaps. That seems expensive. That's it. That seems. It's a premium service for sure. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I I've I've thought back on this, and I don't. I think I'm actually more for. The idea of OnlyFans than against it. If you can send in a picture of your penis and have someone roast yeah. it, no, well, yes, but also uh, I think the the fact that they control the people who 
I think having thought about this, that, that, that they, as the people who are doing it, control the output of it. Uh, yeah. Where yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I think something about that appeals more to me than the, what I imagine is a very exploitative industry <laughs> outside of that. You know, I think that's definitely, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it'd be it'd be it'd be interesting if like the amount that you paid for the review of your dick was based upon how good it was rated. So like if it was ten yeah. out of ten, you'd be like, oh my god, this one's on me, excellent <laughs> dick. But if it's a one out of ten, you'd be like, uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to set up a direct debit. Like, <laughs> so back to your GCS. Uh, what was? <laughs> What's what to you is what what to you is a like what what was your kind of, what when you say GCS what do you mean do you mean like you're talking like fat ass well defined basically like I'm trying to think of like a sport a sport type of body that would have one like a I guess like a rugby player or something like yeah. that but like yeah, a rugby you're... player when they're like twenty one not when they're like 25 and ugly as shit they're in that like oh yeah, yeah, go- yeah. you know the not- golden hour where they're like 21 and muscular and like not yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like like it's what yeah wonderful for the legs awful for the face and head yeah um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i guess something like that but i guess i i don't know if i i feel like thickness is a state of mind as much as a physical attribute so i don't know that i think from from what i've read in all of the scientific journals thickness is not just like how big it is it's also like how wide it goes as well Mm. because apparently if you want to increase the mass there you can't just do squats you've also got to do like lunges and you've got to do stuff that works out the muscles on the side your abductors and adductors i think they're called so it's just well-rounded i think that's what i'm talking about i think sir mix a lot said it best a nice juicy double it's a bubble you know what like it's it's nice not spherical but like getting there yeah yeah nice nice juicy ass for a well-rounded society speaking (laughs) of what is what is what is your second rule the second Um, rule of john (laughs) oller well on john oller um people have many varied hobbies um, but the hobbies uh, start getting a bit too competitive. Um, so I implemented the law that says if two people on the island discover they have the same hobby, they must fight to the death. And the winner may carry on th- doing the hobby and the loser must stop doing the hobby, which would be quite easy to do because they'd be dead. That I can only imagine that there are there need to be a lot of hobbies <laughs> it's quite the gear change from the first rule which is very yeah. like body positive we all love each other second one <laughs> fight to the death for your love of knitting um i'm not even going to hide the fact that i came up with this one whilst i was playing pokemon go today i find that with most hobbies or activities that you enjoy to do on your own, the minute that you incorporate other people into them becomes the point where you start not liking that hobby as much. And for me, it's mostly video games based because video games inevitably develop a fandom and a community around them. 
but they do not have the ability to keep those communities from being the most toxic environments that you could possibly be in so even with something as dainty as pokemon go where it's just walking around trying to catch pokemon there are some absolute bastards like i've had one person where i used to live literally follow me around as i played so that they could like overtake all of the gyms that i went into and and then one day i plucked up the courage to confront them and i said I'm so sorry. Like, this is a really weird question. I just, are you also playing Pokemon Go? And they were playing it on two phones. And when I asked the question, they put both the phones away and said, I've never heard of that game. (laughs) And then as I walked away, took the phones back out again and knocked out all of my Pokemon from the gyms. And it got to the point where I tried to like work out their username and then, like, report it to the game because I was like, this is just unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> I just... I know that this happens because I know that, like, I've been... I've played computer games. Like, I love computer games yeah. and I like them and I wish that they developed... Like, I just... It, it, even, like, really basic things like... Uh, just everything about the culture of them is just unbelievably toxic and horrible, and yet they are so yeah. fun. Like, yeah, from from the top to the bottom, from the fact that the number one, I think the number one gaming YouTuber in the world, PewDiePie, is that I think that's his name. Uh, the YouTuber PewDiePie. He referred, is. The, he's the yeah, yeah yeah. Referred to like the racial slurs as gamer words. And like the fact that, and I know this, like the fact that mm. that, that, that oh. any game that you can have a headset on and you can like, shoot, like, w- like the sheer amount of racial slurs with it, you're just, you just they just become a sort of like white noise yeah. to you, and it's just like any any insane. kind of slur, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just like because I yeah, esports is like a big thing in games, and it makes the bad thing about that is that it makes celebrities of those people who do the things that you just said. And there was a guy who got into trouble because he was, the thing is he wasn't even like doing anything particularly competitive. He was just playing a game on Mm. Twitch and then said, whilst he was playing uh, the F word and he got into trouble about it. Twitch like gave him a suspension and everything. And he was like, Oh, come on. All I did was say a word when I was really angry and it just kind of slipped out like being angry at the time is a completely valid defense and we should just completely dismiss it like i didn't mean to stab them nine times i just like i didn't i didn't i didn't have like the best yoga session before so i feel like that should be taken into consideration like i think yeah it's it's hadn't done my mood board (laughs) i hadn't manifested going to prison so therefore it shouldn't happen but it makes celebrities out of people who are like the the last person who should be a celebrity. We're very like <laughs> closer to like real people than celebrities really are, but like people who like can't hide their emotions or like can't save like their racist tendencies for like when they're not on camera. No, um, yeah, because uh, yeah. they aren't like like uh, competitive athletes are coached like media trained from when they're fucking yeah. 12 like yeah. they are basically automatons by the time they're like 21 and they they get it all out in their like secret sex parties in Cheshire where they just like spit roast 
but like <laughs> they, uh, but like they, the gamers do not have that. And like celebrity, no. like and other celebrities are basically like walking brand, like walking billboards. So they're very yeah. What their image and what they do, like gamers do not do not have that. I just absolutely not. No, it really sucks because I'm definitely closer to the to a gamer than I am to a professional athlete in terms of the sort of spectrum of people. And yet at the same mm. time, whenever like I, someone a gamer like someone was trying to defend to me the idea that you could just say the n word during games, he was like, you know what, man, it's it's just it's just uh, when you're on the mic, man, you know the heat of the mic, man. If you if you don't like it, you just gotta stay off the mic, man. You you buddy, you know. But when I'm honest, it's, it's part of it's part of how I'm owning people. And I'm like, I. Yes, I'm definitely closer <laughs> to you than I am to a professional athlete. But at the same time, I've never agreed with the idea of bullying more. Like, no. I, just, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, and let's just also say, like, athletes perfectly capable of racism and homophobia and all also, that good yes. stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. But I, w- I, yeah, I don't know if I see it. It, to me, it seems like it happens more in the gaming community. But like you say, that might just be because I'm more of a gamer than a professional I athlete. Think, yeah, honestly. Bit, yeah. You're right. Kill every other hobbyist. <laughs> no, because yeah. every community is just full of like fucking horrible snakes and drama and like bitter people. And you're like, but yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It just ha- it's like if you ever done Android, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> What the hell, have I, man? <laughs> have you ever done Andram? When I was a kid, like we would do pantos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always like one person who's taking it far too seriously, which is it, which is absolutely like another reason why this law is in place for sure. Like, I love, and I would say that as someone who I play Pokemon Go pretty religiously every day. I have a spreadsheet where I'm tracking how much XP I'm getting a day. Like, I really enjoy it. But if I if I if I play too much with others, I find out how seriously they take it, and then that is a is a scary like thing for my future. Like I don't, I see what I might become, and I don't like it. Don't show me me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like I know I I know this is I I know we need to go on to the next thing, but also gaming communities are incredibly awful to women as well which really puts me off them which is it's the reason why i love talking about video games with people i don't like playing them with like strangers online um because i they just have it's like when you watch a video with like female trump supporters and they go i I don't think a woman could ever be president gamers are like almost exactly the same there's like one video that i love to watch it's an esports event where it's a, a female commentator interviewing the team. Uh, and there's this guy who's got a receding hairline, but has slicked his hair back into a ponytail. And he's about to go into a match. And she goes, are you nervous about taking on the other team? What would you say you're scared of going into this match? And he goes, nothing, bitch. <laughs> to the woman. And then the woman goes... Oh, okay. I just thought you might be scared because you've lost your last three matches against them. But yeah, no, okay, no, that's cool. And I was thinking, that's the best clap back ever. But then if you listen to the cheers, all of the cheers are for the guy who called her a bitch. And nobody yeah. like goes like, Woo, you go, girl, when he when she like totally puts them in his place. So yeah, it's just so it's just so toxic. So I think on the island of John Oller, everyone gets one hobby. 
it might be that like if you find out you've got the same hobby as everyone as, as another person then you are allowed to like switch to a different hobby if you don't want to go to a fight to the death but if you're that committed to the hobby you gotta you gotta kill someone for it yeah that i the i will say one danger with this yeah there is one actor I guess there could be a number of professional actors, but there's one amateur actor and they only do one man or one woman shows. And that (laughs) is horrible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secretly, I've also just done this so that I'm the only stand-up comedian and thus the most successful comedian Ah. (laughs) on all of John Oller. Um, But I guess you could have, like, different, like, niches. Like, there's one actor, there's what... There's, like, I don't know, one person's hobby might be, I love being the back of a pantomime horse. And so he wouldn't have to fight the person who loves being the front of the pantomime horse today. No, right, yeah, yeah. They, they, can, yeah. they can, yeah, they, they can, can work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is some, like, there, there's, some, there's some loopholes in this lot. That get, yeah, absolutely. You know, who doesn't love a loophole? And what is your, <laughs> what is your final law? Okay, I'll admit, less thought has gone into this one. It's <laughs> um, this one is biscuits are both currency and food. <laughs> okay. I now realize how stupid it is to say they're both currency and food because biscuits are already, already food. A food. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just so during lockdown, uh, did you do any did you do any like Zoom quizzes during lockdown? Oh yes, uh, they were. They were. They were. I tell you what. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they were really fun, up to a point, and the point was uh-huh. when I stopped kidding myself that I enjoy organised fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as soon as that happened, so I was like, "Ah, oh, you just we need all got... connection." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... We did uh, a couple Zoom quizzes, and I think in three consecutive ones, the same question came up, and it was like, identify the biscuit based on the cross-section of the biscuit. So we all just got really good at identifying, like, ah, it's a wagon wheel. Uh, It's not like a transferable skill. Can't use it anywhere else. But I was thinking about how I could factor this in some way into the laws of John Oller, and the best thing I could do was think of a currency. But like there'd be different denominations, obviously. So like yeah, I think it would it would work like um uh you know w- the base currency would be like uh like a small biscuit, like a like a Cabri animal or mm. something like that. Uh and if you have a hundred of them, then that adds up to a, a jammy dodger. And then uh let's say Let's say, let's say a hundred jammy jammy dodgers make a make a choco Leibniz, Ooh. and and vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the 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 grander the currency, the more chocolate there is versus the amount of biscuit. To at some point where you just it's a it's just a straight up like like a rocky bar, you know. So it so it's got a real thick thick layer of chocolate on it. Fiscal responsibility on your island would be one of the hardest possible things for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but the island treasurer keeps dying of morbid obesity. We need to do something about this. It's everyone who's poor is also obese and diabetic, which, to be fair, 
is not dissimilar to modern day America, but I suppose, yeah, for a different reason. <laughs> Just yeah, feed yeah, the fucking shit into their face. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, if I were being sensible, I would have made the currency a food that you could grow, like like you could plant a garden and then grow your money and then that's it right and it's yeah, all, yeah. Have decent crops for some reason i've chosen to make it like stuff that will require a significant amount of heavy duty factory machinery in order to produce so i've it like i said it's also a it's perishable good so it's like very either, perishable like you either yeah, eat yeah. it or you spend it that's it's not like yeah, it's yeah. not given spend, it's not you. You can't really build generational wealth with. No, 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 no. But then, in a way, that's good. You know, there's yeah, a, like there's yeah. no, there's no like nobody gets like a privileged life because their parents had a lot of custard creams. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't yeah, want yeah. that. No, 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 no. And it's like when you spe- when you want to buy something, the person that you buy it from can't keep the biscuits that you give them they have to eat them all in front of you right <laughs> then and there <laughs> so if you run a shop you're fucked yeah so fucked. yeah you've got like nice ankles susie and her coconut stall is essentially <laughs> a trading post for jammy dodges <laughs> Yeah, at some point, like after like a year of this law in place, you'll walk by you'll walk by June's coconut stand or whatever I called her Susan. And it's like, yeah, nice ankles, I assume, Susan. You haven't been able to stand up for two years, but coconut sorry. I think you've broken me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea of <laughs> currency and also food. Yeah, it's, it's revolutionary, I think. <laughs> Biscuits are currency. Uh, we can still eat that shit, can we? Yes. In fact, you must. Yeah. That is the. Yeah, yeah. Literally put your money where your mouth is. Um, I think that's what we've got time for. So thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, the regalness, Sam Lake of the island of John Oliver. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for having me or visiting me. How does it work? Are you visiting the island or am I? I'm visiting. I say I'm visiting. I'll pull up. I'll grab a jammy dodger, uh, <laughs> which I will do, which is actually theft there. So I need to really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we, we've loved having you come back anytime. Thanks very much. <laughs> for listening to desert island dictator that was sam lake you can follow him on twitter on at mr sam lake um i understand that he has a show coming up at the pleasance theater so you should definitely go and see that um thanks so much again for listening now please do this is my usual beg for audience members please do like please do subscribe if you enjoyed it and if you really enjoyed it please do leave some feedback or review every little bit of that helps um like everyone uh, we now have a patreon um so if you do like what we're doing and you like to chip in you know just a tiny amount of money just the amount of money that you'd normally spend on a posh coffee i think that's what they got who even spends three pounds on a coffee in it like it's two pounds fifty at most a280 right if you have a 
if you have a serious, you know, if you if you got a serious coffee shop, to be honest, you can get coffee for coffee for a pound at Pret. It's more expensive than a coffee, but uh, if you do want, you can donate three pounds a month to our Patreon, and if we get enough of those, uh, then we'll be recording this in an actual studio instead of my flat, which is, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it's a nice flat, but we could do with it being in a studio. Um, if we get even more than that, then you know, the the legitimacy of it will mean that we can get much bigger guests, much more interesting people. Now, not to say that we're not getting really interesting guests, because we, we are. Uh, there are a hell of a lot of great guests coming up. Uh, people, A lot of people from outside of the world of comedy. Uh, the first few episodes have been mostly comedians. That's just people I know, uh, people I can get hold of easily. Uh, but now that we have some episodes out and we can see that people are listening, that which thank you so much, by the way, uh, that's pretty amazing. Then we can get even more people uh, involved, you know, people from the world of academia, journalism, to come talk to us about their fantasy island. Um, so, like I said, uh, please do like and subscribe. Oh, just one final thing. Um, if you enjoy the chat of your host, Jacob Hatton, uh, which I can't imagine you do. I, can't, I imagine you're much more guest-oriented. Um, but if you do decide that, you, you know, I'm your guy, then you, I have a newsletter uh, on Substack, jacobhatton.substack.com, which you can subscribe to for free. Uh, and I'll be putting up weekly articles and also monthly weird short fiction on, uh, if that's your bag. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. Uh, next time we have an absolute corker of an episode, watch our Twitter for more details. Thank you very much.